Thank you for tuning in once again to another edition of Talk So Real with Matt Sanzala. I am Matt Sanzala, and we have some very special guests in the house today. If you know me, you know my love for music from all corners of the globe. And the other night during South by Southwest, I, by chance, got to go to a party by an organization called Group Black. I didn't know who they were and didn't know what was going on, but my boy Beef told me, you got to go over to the Belmont. He said, there's some Afrobeats artist. I don't know who it is. And, and he wasn't even there. He left. And I walked in right before... Young Dems hit the stage from Ghana. <laughs> yep. And that's what I love about South by Southwest, man, seeing the world come to our town right here to Austin. It's amazing. You also brought your producer, Uche B. Yes, sir. And, uh, yep. And, uh, you got a whole crew here, a whole team from Ghana. Yeah, these guys. I mean, if you've ever met an African artist, you know, they always have like a crew, sure. of people around them. It's not even just for like, you know, logistics is for the vibe, you know? I yeah. mean, it's like that here too, shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got their crew. And, exactly. Uh, it's amazing that all of you came over from Ghana? Yeah, um, except my girlfriend, Asia. Okay. She's from St. Louis, but every one of us is from Ghana, We're all from Ghana. Man, that's crazy. It's yeah. so uh, it's so amazing because we, if you were here, we just uh, the did a talk with OG Ron C and we were talking about how South by was a lot different back in the day. And now it's like to see the door open up to more artists from Africa is amazing. I was, I worked at South by over about 10 years ago and I went to Johannesburg a couple of times working with a music conference down there and was always trying to connect dots and bring more and more over here because I feel like, Mm. and you know, this music is an export. Yeah. You know, it's not only about, you know, where's the music from right now? It's all from originally from Africa. But mm. it's so amazing to hear how hot a lot of you have become yeah. over here and people starting to understand it and feel it and feel the vibe. And it comes into like, you know, there's DJs who I've heard almost complain. The older ones are just like, man, I can't even do a set without playing Afrobeats. <laughs> they don't even let me just play my hip hop anymore, man. I got I to gotta mix it up. Yeah. You know? Even even when we were out here earlier that night, um, the first night we proper went out in Austin, there were a couple of moments where you hear like flickers mm-hmm. of African music. We're like, wow, like it's really traveled it to this level. Like it's crazy. But, you know, I think it's just also because um, a lot of people from where we're from are beginning to understand, especially the musicians, that mm-hmm. if you want your music to cross borders, you have to, you know, incorporate some musical and cultural elements of other cultures so that Mm -hmm. people, you know, get more familiar with it. Because we did notice that we hear a certain kind of African music. It's not all of it that passes, you know, it's certain soundscapes and and ideas and vibes. But it's it's cool, I mean, to even be here because a couple years ago, hearing about Saiba Southwest, you wouldn't really think of a Ghanaian artist pulling up. Like, that was a distant thought. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, um, I'm somebody who's like still on the come up pretty much where I'm from. So, you know, like on the brink of, you know, breaking out proper to be able to get on the stage at my level is pretty cool. So it just shows how much the sound is becoming more like, you know, like a widespread mm-hmm. pandemic. You know? yeah. Man, no, it's a good place to be right now, too. Yeah. I think I'd love to see it, see this because I was t- we were talking earlier and like I'm a nerd, like I'm a music nerd <laughs> and I like. I like I said earlier, I don't think I could still be listening to a lot of new music if it wasn't if we didn't have this pipeline to the rest of the world. Yeah. I'm not I'm old. I wasn't exactly thrilled with 
some of the records that have come out in the last few years here in America, <laughs> to be honest with you. And uh, I love that I can turn to hear other things. When I was in Houston, I had a radio show, and once a month, the uh, quote-unquote world music show would have me come on and do like an international hip-hop show. Yeah. And half that stuff I had to get from like Napster. You know, like I had to just download it anywhere I could find it. There used to be also AfricanHipHop.com that had like a message board and people would share things. This is pre yeah, all this, you know, but back ago. then. So I would try to find things. And like I said, I would listen to like Adom FM and when the, <laughs> just I would search broadcast.com or whoever, like Africa, where can I hear what's going on? And I remember would hear like local things, yeah, like local African hip hop. That's crazy. That's crazy. You know. Like back then, that stuff was like. I mean, we we definitely listened to a lot of African hip hop where we're from, but it wasn't like mm-hmm. I wouldn't because I lived in different African countries. I didn't hear Ghanaian hip hop in Uganda. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear um, Zambian hip hop in Kenya. But when Afrobeat started, like the conception of that sound, then everything just started mixing in all these. Yeah cultures everything now we started hearing angola music in the clubs yep amazing know, in, in in accra and it was the hottest song out so yeah it, it even back or at home you know that scene especially the hip-hop scene they they didn't really get a chance to the genre like the main african genre itself started to innovate and mm-hmm. then you started seeing like different groups in west africa especially start to bring like a, a interesting fusion of pop um hip hop um a little bit of r&b but like the core of it was like the african rhythm and it wasn't like mm-hmm. not strictly nigerian music to nigerians Ghanaians. no it was like a little bit of congolese bounce from here you know the way that south africans sing their vocals from here you know so that's even pretty much what's happening right now you know a lot of popular african music is uh, Influenced by South African house currently. Oh, it's a Mapiano is killing it. Yeah, so and that's know. what I love, especially the young, the new stuff coming out of there. That's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. They come up with a new hit record like every other week. <laughs> I have a friend in Norway. Yeah. No, you want? I have a friend in Norway who sent me a link to his Spotify playlist of. 59 hours of a Mapiano. Yeah, I'm not even surprised. No, it's 59 <laughs> hours. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not even surprised. Because look, yeah. one song is like average between six to seven minutes. Yeah. So, and each DJ will probably make like a tape of like 10 songs. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine how many songs there are. Like, And, the, the, you know, the producers are also the DJs in this thing. So they keep churning the records like crazy. And... The African way of making music, you know, it's just it's very much based on the energy in the room. So, you know, they just load the beat and then people are just putting vibrations on. So they what the West allowing Africans to put out Abba piano and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you have no idea what you've just done. <laughs> it's amazing, man. It's crazy. If I would have known you before you came to Texas, I'd have had you bring me some of them USBs. Yeah, man. Anytime <laughs> I'm in a city like that, in Mexico or in Africa, I'm, I'm going to the market. Yeah, that's funny. We still we still do that, even like in barber shops. I yeah. mean, not as much as before, like five years ago, but even till today, like you still have people who like collect flash drives. I love it. Loaded of music. Yeah. I used to get the MP3 CDs even mm. in different places. You know? <laughs> yeah. But that I mean, that's a good way to find things because I'm you know you can find a lot of things streaming, of course, but there's so much noise out there. It's like when you can get like 
that one person put together exactly. thousands of songs. Exactly. It's, it's like it's like going to a thrift store. You know, yeah. you can go to a regular store and like buy the clothes off of the, the aisle mm-hmm. and stuff. Or you can go to a thrift store and have to pick out the best of all this noise. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's just more fun because you really pull out some personality out of like some actual songs, you know. So Exactly. Yeah. I, I feel you know, I'm I'm still very much in love with that method, even though streaming and we got all these playlists, but you know that's all kind of curated. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's really fun to just discover the sound, and that's what I like about African music is that it's there's still like a rustic nature, even how you you get the song into mm-hmm. your ears. You know, there's sometimes you're trying to Shazam, but you can't. Oh yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's chopped up, you know. Some DJ mashed it up, you know, it's its own thing. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It is. It's amazing. How do you feel coming from Ghana? Like everybody talks about Nigeria. Yeah. <laughs> but I know the music's happening there too. It's happening all over. You just said there's different music coming all throughout the whole continent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ghanaians have a very quiet pride. Yeah. But, you know, obviously someone like me, I'm I'm here to change that. But we, we we have this pride because whenever we come out and people are talking about Nigerian music, we know the heavy role that we play in that, you know, all the way down back to the history of even um, the greatest, one of the greatest Nigerian artist Fela Kuti, you know, integral part of his story and how he came up with Afrobeat was a trip to Ghana. Yep, I know. Sorry. I've and, watched every and hanging out. documentary. I've got the books. Yeah, hanging out fan. with all the bands and all the instrumentalists and then picking, like, yep. the way we interpret their high life. And then he just, you know, threw in the jazz and popularized it. It's, it's pretty much the same thing. So, yeah, you know, over here, same with, like, the modern... Afro beats sound, you know, Afro fusion, Afro pop. A lot of the biggest artists that, you know, are patronizing that sound right now, like Wizkid, Burner Boy, they have like a very heavy history with Ghana. Yeah. They still come here till this day. They record their music there, they write over there, you know. I mean, the country's musical history is very rich and deep. So yep. there's no need to really feel excluded when we come out. Here and they are talking about Nigeria. Clearly, Nigeria is a different story. They're a huge country, man. Huge. Like, they have people everywhere. So when Nigeria makes noise, the whole world can hear it. Relatively small, smaller country, you know. Mm-hmm. And we're like 33 million people. So it, it's and harder Nigeria's to... Nigeria's 160 so yeah, million. There's no point of even trying to feel some type of right. way, you know. But we know, in the back of our minds, even the story of modern Afrobeats... Groups like R2Bs, VVIP, you know, even when it comes to underground rap, like the fucking boys, mm-hmm. huge role to play in the conception of like the scene in a general scale. I mean, out to today, they are still using our terms, the way we sing our melodies. If you go to East Africa, their Afrobeat sounds very much like Ghanaian and Nigerian Afrobeats. Even the way they say the, the intonation of the words, everything. So um, I'll never feel uh, shy that, you know, we're not Nigerian. We're Ghanaians, I think that's even a bigger flex because we're the originators of a very rich sound. So, you know, yeah, we're cool. We're cool. Well, it's dope, too, because now yeah. with the uh, with this the spotlight coming out, Americans are, are realizing that Africa is not a country. Yes, yes. It's yes. 50-some countries, <laughs> and they're all very distinct. Yeah, they, it's, I mean, it's like, even though, even like we say Afrobeats, mm-hmm. it's just an umbrella term for just African music in general. Because each and every one of these countries have their own sound, you know, their own music. In Nigeria has Fuji, um, um, Congo has like 
Is it Kizomba? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sukus, yeah, you know. Yeah, Nigeria. Sorry, um, Ghana has High Life, Bobobo, Hip Life, all kind of like, even just Ghana alone, the, the amount of genres you can just extract. It's yep. so, so many. So, yeah, I mean, like, right now, what we're basically doing is just going to different countries and just be like, oh, I'll take the Congolese one, I'll take this one, I'll take that one. And that's what we've called Afrobeats. But truth be told, there are so many genres, like the languages. You can't even begin to, to count. You know? I think the most exciting yeah. label right now is in Uganda, and it's Nyege Nyege Tapes. I don't know if you've seen that. But they are doing all like the really experimental African electronic music and things, oh. and different collaborations between people from different countries. And they have a festival, probably September, I think it is. Okay. And I'm always on their Bandcamp looking for stuff. This is a uh, USB with from 2021 with a bunch of their records on it. Wow! Actually, yeah, that's, that's one of their logos. That's cool. And it's a. Uh, I just saw. Have you heard of Duma? Duma. Duma's from Kenya. No, no, I haven't. They're like a death metal electronic oh, experience, like really I've, insanely heavy beats. And I've heard about crazy. Kenyan rock before, though. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, we do. We have a um, black something. Uh, what's their name again? They're, I forgot, I mean, but we do have a rock band from Ghana. They're, they're really cool. But I know that sound is, is kind of popular in East Africa. Yeah. They've got, they got like a punk scene yeah, over there, too, as sure. well. Yeah, Dark Suburb. Yes, that's Dark the Suburb, name. okay. Yeah, yeah, that's I name. have the Punk in Africa DVD here, actually, too. Oh, sick, man. Like, yeah. I've I recently been getting into it because, you know, exploring the like the way R&B and pop play a role in the current music, I'm thinking, like, what happens when you start to throw in stuff like metal, punk, and they're there. Like, these, the bands are out there right now playing that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, especially in Kenya. I, I, I discovered, like, four. Yeah. So I'm excited to see like what happens now that the rest of the world accepts this, the African bounce, but then there's like other stuff too, you know, because we, we even got like alternative bands now coming up too. Mm-hmm. Ghana, we got a super jazz club, you know. Yeah. Um, I think Kenya, there's a lot. They have right. a lot. They're, they're in that scene, I'll give it to them. They have a lot of really cool alternative talents. Yeah. It's amazing, and I love. Yeah. That's what I've always tried to hear and try to find in music. Just what's going on, or what's different, what's the underground? Because yeah. people have limited uh, perspectives. Sometimes they don't really yeah. know what to expect. Or they don't think about, like they don't. You know, you guys were discussing the English Premier League a little bit ago. You yeah, know, they don't think about that. They don't think like, oh, these guys are sitting watching the same match I'm watching in another country. They think you live in a hut. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's you know, funny. They don't know you have money. There's people who do and don't. It's like the world is a yeah. Even even when it comes to like the music we make, when you, when yep. you see like Afro music, you make that oh, 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 yeah. type, you know, like. <laughs> but it's like nah. We also listen to to everything else yep. and what tapped in. It's not because we want to get the West impressed by us. You know, human beings. Yeah. You hear a vibration, you like it, you mess with it. You know. You continue. I mean, you meet a lot of rappers here in America. You're going to find out that they are not just sitting listening to rap in the car. Exactly. Exactly. I'm now learning yep. that, you know, just like rap is no longer just about yep. the bars and the rhymes. And, you know, it's like it's a it's a whole subculture on its own. So there's obviously going to be different interpretations of it based on the generations that come. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it's the same thing that's happening with our sound. Like we're slowly realizing that you don't have to always, you know, use the African indigenous languages on the songs and it doesn't have to be just the drums from you know 
samples of African song. Now nah, we could we could flip it differently. We could try it differently. The world is very globalized, and I think a lot of people are scared about the African sound when it comes to that. But you know, there's one thing that makes it African, and it's just the the spirit behind it. Mm-hmm. You know. The energy you can't really replicate that. You can always listen to the song and try and recreate the the music, but you can't get it right unless you've experienced it from like, like how me and Uchi have lived the way we make our songs. That's what is our genre. It's not like Afrobeats. The experiences, you know. So yeah. Well, I mean, I've only been to I've been to Johannesburg twice and Lagos once, and all three of those trips were about ten days each. So I'm not the foremost expert on this, but I have been there, and honestly, I tell people when you get there, you feel it. Yeah, like you don't just just walk. You walk out and you feel it. Feel it. That energy is just exploding everywhere. Yeah, the minute you step off the plane, even Man. just the temperature, like, yeah, hits you in the chest. Somewhere like Lagos, that place is on fast forward, man. It's different. Like, you could just feel the 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 energy of the people here is just they're on a different wavelength. The mm-hmm. way the country is and everything. Yeah, even when I went to Zambia, I noticed like everyone was like much slower, much calmer. I went to Uganda, the same thing. Apparently, it has to do with the altitude, you know, how Probably, high yeah. up they are. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. It, it's very interesting to observe that and how it even affects like the way they eat, mm-hmm. the way people eat, the way people dress, the way they sing. So it's like that's why I say it's all about the lifestyle. Like you can't replicate certain things about the sound unless you've. You know, like eating some wache from Accra. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it has to. That has to be part of it. The experience. You know, that's why a lot of even you see a lot of diaspora artists who are based in the U.S. but they identify like Nigerian, Ghanaian. You know, mm-hmm. different. They always try and come back home to try and figure it out musically because it's harder to do it over here because they understand that it's part of the people to be the way that we are. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah. It's 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 pretty interesting I mean, you mentioned that. We've got people like Dave Chappelle, another artist talking about moving to Ghana, you know, and Yeah, man. I'll be I'll be honest about that though. A lot of Ghanaians do feel like if you know, just because of the way the country is, it could turn into like a an Ibiza, you know, yeah. like in Spain. Because like for like three, four years now consecutively, we've had like a crazy like December experience. Yeah, like you could walk into a pub and then you'd see uh Ari Lennox getting a shot like right next to you. Whereas in the US, if you were there, you might not ever be able to see her, you and her in the same like mm-hmm. environment as easy like that, you know. So definitely there's that feeling that maybe in a couple of years' time, if it's not managed well on a tourism side, it could be like a place that people just come and like holiday in and then just go away after. It'll be the Austin of Africa. Yeah, so I no, I do hope, like, you know, as a disclaimer for anyone who's listening, I hope, like, our, our government does, pat, you know, pattern things up and then, like, mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, fuck this up, you know, because it's very easy for it, for that the capital city to become like that. You know, and we've this, seen it. This is our capital city in Texas, and it has become like that. <laughs> it has changed, man. It's not, like, the place yeah. I moved to, that's for sure. I was going to even ask, like, South by Southwest for like a bunch of years now. I don't know what does that feel like for like people who live over here because already three years of like Afro Nation and I can feel that things are different every year, December, you know, for the citizens. Some people like it, some people don't. There's always a divide. So 
I mean, imagine yeah. if you just had a regular job working in downtown Austin <laughs> and you had to be there at nine to five and there's not, you know, we have one train here yeah. that doesn't really go anywhere. Mm. So you got to drive or be on a bus in yeah. that traffic. And we already have traffic here. We already have a lot of, you know, we've grown faster than almost any city in America. So there's so wow. many people here. And when South by happens and 200 some more thousand people come, yeah, there's a lot of locals who hate it. <laughs> yeah, they nah. hate it. I, I can imagine. And this badges. used to be a sleepy town. This used to be like real chill. Oh, it's still fairly chill compared to a lot of places, but it's used to be like the most sleepy, cool, eat a taco, <laughs> <laughs> chill. There wasn't no like. Yeah, that's my kind of vibe, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why we most of many of us. That's why we came here. Yeah, you know, I lived in Houston forever, which is fuck wild. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, you know? and amazing. The uh. Well, you're talking about, you know, you don't have to use these drums. You don't have to this. Can you talk to me a little bit about your approach to production and how you got into music? Um, yeah, come right on. If, I, if I'm talking about, like, well, first of all, hi, guys. My name is Uche B. Um, yep. I'm Yon Dems' producer. I'm also his DJ as well. Um, so, yeah, if you're talking about um, when I started music and production, that was a long while ago so. Um, it's just basically, as he said, from the environment, um, just, you know, getting back home, just your experience throughout the day, mm -hmm. you know, seeing how people getting back from work on the street, the hawkers and all that, mm -hmm. you get home, you have this type of energy and you just want to like create, you know, that vibe that comes with what you've experienced throughout the day. So, I mean, basically that just making the music, that's where it starts from. So that's why he said, you know. You have to be in the country, mm -hmm. you know, in that type of environment. You know. um, what, what else did you ask? I mean, so your sound, though, where, where does that, where, who were you influenced by? I mean, was. Um, I, well, first of all, when it comes to the influence, um, as he said, this, this, at the moment, there are a lot of influences when it comes mm -hmm. to like Afrobeats. Uh, for me personally, even though I look up to like some, you know, prominent, you know, Nigerian uh, producers, as well as Ghanaian producers, um, there are so many elements that come from like different, you know, aspects of, you know, the Westernized culture, the culture from Europe, like, for example, jazz, music, R and B music, mm -hmm. um, yeah, and some dance uh, music as well, and especially the dance music that fits really well into the Afrobeat, yeah, we use that a lot. I mean, so I, I would say the influence comes from everywhere, you know. Okay. Yeah, basically. Now recently. I only got to watch it on like Instagram and stuff, but I saw Chance the Rapper and Vince Staples, Erica Badu, and all them came over to do a festival in Accra. I know that's not a common thing necessarily, but did, do American artists? Do you see? Have you seen many American artists come through Ghana? Through Ghana, yeah. I mean, for the past like two, three years, you've had like a high influx of like Af African American artists yeah. coming through. Yeah, mainly like recently, we just had like McNeil come through okay as well that was crazy lucky yeah day. yeah lucky day coming ah, through nice. yeah, um Linux. Linux. i think scissor was around as well yes yeah, scissor came, yeah, came around as well but you, usher. yeah usher yeah. had a really good performance as well that was what global citizen yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean you could see like the influence we're having on these people you know come for them coming you know back to the motherland to see how things are try and get that you know vibe back 
I think Kendrick also came as well. Yeah, he did a so album, I'm, album rollout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, I did see that. I yeah, saw the album rollout. Yeah, yeah, he was in Ghana. So, I mean, for the past, like, two to three years, we've had, like, a high number of, like, you know, um, American artists and everything come through. Yeah, so we just need um, more of them to come through. And when they come through, they have to work with, like, more African artists as well. It's not just coming around and, you know, taking pictures and shooting some videos as well for their videos, you know. I mean, America in general is basically a crime. It's a it's a messed up story if you think about it. But one of the biggest, a big tragedy in modern society that I hope is being rectified now with this music is that the average American doesn't know anything about Africa. And I think about when my old head self complains about hip hop or something these days. I think about me being young. I learned about Africa from Afrocentric hip hop and from these rappers really talking very directly about things, you know, and being conscious about all these things. And I don't think that Accra is, or you're from Tema? Tema, yeah. They're probably not high on the list of uh, the average person's vacation spot for next year or something. They might not be thinking that, but in mm. my mind, it's all the way up there for me. I want to see all of Africa. I want to see the whole world. And... Literally, like, the people I know who've had the opportunity, there's a group here called Riders Against the Storm who who got sent on a program to Benin. Oh, okay. And I was like, it's going to change your life. And they came back and were like, man, it changed our life. <laughs> you know, like, the feeling and the culture and just the, to see, you know, to eat the food. Yeah. Hear the music. Meet the people. So amazing. Yeah, no, like, definitely. I, I still experience culture shock when yeah. I travel in between Africa. Yeah. Still this day. It's still very interesting to step into a new country yeah. <laughs> on the continent. They, they've always got their own thing going on. So it's cool to embrace that as well, mm-hmm. definitely. It's more than just, you know, a bunch of sounds. It's like a whole group of people in their culture, and they just put it into some three minutes of audio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I yeah. really like to walk when I go places, when I go to a different city. Walking around Lagos, for me, was just so yeah. amazing. You walked around Lagos? Yeah. I hope not at night. Some, yeah. Yo, that place is crazy at night. <laughs> it was crazy, but I mean, you know, you know the spots. I mean, yeah. there's also when you're in, uh, what, Lecky? Yeah, Lecky, yeah. Uh, that stuff, that's that's pretty chill. But then, cool. uh, yeah. but we were all over. Like, when we went to the uh, to the shrine, we had to park, like, a quarter mile or half a kilometer away from that place. And <laughs> a whole street, just down, everybody's selling stuff on the street at, at yeah. midnight. You know, but... Wicked. Wicked. I had a great time. and uh, But in Johannesburg, the difference was... At first, no one would let me go anywhere without them. Yeah. So they were like, no. You know, this, yeah. During the day, we were at this beautiful museum of African history where they had the Moshito Conference. And I said to uh, one of my guys I was with, I said, I'm going to just walk across the street and get a coffee. He was like, no, you're not. Hold on. You guys come here. Go with him. He's going to get the coffee. I'm like, it's, I can see it right there. There's a oh. coffee shop right there. Like You're not walking over there. So then, like the third day, I just left. <laughs> I went walking around. I went through the big bus station that, you know, all the little vans they have down there and all this. And I went through this whole thing, got to see. And you know what? Some people on the street tried to sell me things and said things to me. But you know what happens when you walk down the street at South by Southwest? The same thing. Yeah. You know what happens in New York? All day. Pretty much the same thing. It is what it is, man. I love it, man. I love that energy. I'm not afraid of people. Yeah, but. You know? But I do know you have to. You, you have to always. Yeah, it's hard because you were in Joburg. Yeah. If it was any other city you mentioned, I was like, oh, but this is Joburg. Joburg is 
at some point had the highest crime rates. Oh, I know. <laughs> in the whole world. No, the stories you get yeah. out of there are crazy. <laughs> that place is not. They would uh, at some point they were even stealing dreadlocks. I think they still do that. If you had dreadlocks, somebody would just pin you down and shave it off as cleanly as they could and go sell it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. at some point, dreadlock people could even walk around right. alone. Right. Got to walk around with somebody because they could just come and jump you and take your dreadlocks. It's mad. <laughs> well, you have to be careful anywhere you go. I can tell you a funny story of how I learned about the uh, these things and, and how the media extor- uh, the media just... Uh, screws everybody everything up yeah i was there the first time i went there i stayed with some people i, I stayed i got there for the the conference and stayed at the hotel for the first half and then the second half i just stayed in the city with some friends and like blackjacks and guys like that down there speaking of rock from africa mm. they're amazing and uh the second year i went for the same conference but i went and stayed with the my friends for like the week before and we were staying at the same hotel and so I'd gone back and forth, back and forth through the hotel a million times when I was there. So I pretty much felt like I knew where I was going. Wake up the morning of the conference, and uh, Julius Malema had a rally. <laughs> and this was in 2012 or so. Yeah. And if you looked on CNN, you would have thought Johannesburg was burning. <laughs> like the whole city was just buck wild. And people are texting me and messaging me like, what's going on over there? I'm like, I don't know. I'm, and I put on the radio like just to listen to the reports before we left. And uh, so a driver, the guy comes to get me to take me over there. And it just so happens that, first of all, the whole city was fine. It was just in one square. Yeah. It didn't made it sound like the whole city was just rioting. And it wasn't even a riot. It was a demonstration. So my brilliant self, we're going to the hotel and the driver, the traffic is, you can't get through. Mm-hmm. The rally was like over here. The demonstration was over, you know, between us and the hotel. In my memory, I was like, man, the hotel's like two blocks that way. I'm just going to walk. And he's like, you're not doing that. I'm like, bro, you go that way and go home. The hotel's right there. I'm going to walk two blocks. What? You know, we're either that or we're going to sit in this car and nobody's going anywhere, you know? Yeah. So it was actually about 10 blocks. <laughs> my memory was not totally right and I had a big ass suitcase cause I oh, wanted to bring back stuff for the kids and stuff wow. and I literally myself walked right through people playing drums in the street and like just chanting and all this from the point of me getting out of the car all through the hotel the hotel was just banging drums everywhere it was amazing yeah. it was a demonstration I mean I've got to protest here yeah, you know no. but I was it was there I did get a couple looks but there was nothing. It was amazing. You know, like, it definitely is, a bit of it is exaggerated. Cause even, I mean, the media exaggerates all of this. Yeah, because even, like, the, the community that I live in back at home, mm-hmm. there's a neighborhood near, near next, next to it called Ashaiman, and everyone in Ghana just thinks that if you go over there, you're going to get robbed, you're going to get stabbed, you know. But I've been living there for, like, seven years, and I walk through it. I walk through the neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing has ever happened to me. Or even like at the time that there was a gas explosion at one petrol station in, in Accra, it was on BBC that the whole city had erupted in flames. And mm-hmm. I was just like, no, it didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're right here. We're okay. We're good. <laughs> so, yeah, no, nah, def- there's definitely some media bias about where we're from. That makes it sound like it's some craziness all the time. Yeah, right? and I hope this music can switch that around a bit and open people's eyes. It's definitely opening people's eyes to culture and, and what's going on outside this 
just our little region. Yeah, yeah, you know, just even just the general perceptions about coming from where we're from, you know, is 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 changing now. People are very surprised when they find out that we're Ghanaians, you mm-hmm. know, and that we know as much as we do. And it's good. I think it's what has definitely helped is music. Because then when you find out, when you figure, like you, you you find some music that you like, and then you find out that the person who sang it or rapped, you know, is from Ghana. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's cool. You know, he's kind of cool. He's chill. Maybe go listen to the interview and see where their mind is at. Then you begin to realize. So it's not like, definitely music is doing a huge job. And people like us coming out here, South by Southwest, Austin, then we, you know we're going to New York as well. We're just trying to break those like perceptions and then bring in the new ones because you mm-hmm. know, believe it or not, there's like thousands more of where I came from. Of course, you know. So that's yeah. why I need that USB. Yeah. <laughs> now we'll hook yep. you up for sure. We'll hook <laughs> you up. There's like a luckily now to Ghana has is really setting up. You know, there's a lot of um, blogs and magazines. Mm-hmm. You know that are coming up with ways of promoting Ghana and African music. You know we've got Imola, we've got Hamatan Rain, and they have like they're all like on Apple Music and Spotify with actual like official playlists. Okay. You know, so it's getting better now to access the music. I think what's more different now is that you know there's a business aspect of the music that we haven't really hacked yet. There was a time where Ghana had it on lock. I mean, we had Usibisa, you know, killing it back then. That's the thing. We don't even teach that back at home. People don't know that we had artists that were like high up there, killing it worldwide. But, you know, it's just uh, now over the years, the business has kind of eroded in our industry. It barely is an industry anymore. So that's one thing that as a country we're trying to figure out that will help us, you know, because Nigeria, despite it's all its problems, it is Africa's largest economy, mm-hmm. which means there's a, huge influx of cash passing through. So they have money to fund a music industry and make it successful. But over where we're from, it's not even seen as a lucrative investment. So it's, you know, you know, even in America, despite it being an indie artist, Mm -hmm. if you want to make it out here, the industry has to be flowing in a general sense. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like there has to be activity or the want to hear new music. So yeah, it's a, it's a, Small little trek that we have to do to get up there, but I mean to really make it here too. Depending yeah. on the music, you have to spend some time in LA. I yeah. tell people you got to go do exactly. your time, man. In LA, New York, you have exactly. to go learn it, go yeah. meet everybody. And you know, if you're a country artist, it's Nashville. But it's like everything else is like connected yeah. out there. Austin's a cool city for music, but it's not LA. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it's it's totally uh, it's the same everywhere, man. Yeah, no. you got to go find it exactly. And you know, it's like. That got lost in translation a couple of years. You know, a lot of Ghana artists just feel like if they blow in Ghana, it'll spread. But it's actually... Man, every city yeah. on the planet has the exact same attitude. Yeah. So it's if like... If you have people here in Austin, you know, San Antonio is about four times the size of Austin. Maybe it's an hour away. Wow. They don't go. <laughs> Houston is Mecca for Southern hip-hop, Southern or music in general, and for consumers who support. Yeah. They don't go. That's crazy. They've got their little ecosystem here, you know. So what about you, though, and, and some of the other more prominent artists? Like here, to go on a tour, you don't have to have a passport. And it's just it's cross state lines. And we've got all these different places we can go. But how is it for, you know, do you tour around Africa? Do you go to other countries at all? It's, it's funny you mentioned that. I should be. And honestly, mm-hmm. it's 
I mean, because of the background that I've had, my parents raised me up in like three different countries. Mm -hmm. So I'm used to going to different countries. You know, I've been to Nigeria. I haven't performed there yet, but I've been there to work on music, you know. So it's it's, it's not very difficult, but I think a lot of artists aren't encouraged to do it because they feel like, oh, I'm not from there, so why should I go? Mm -hmm. But like I said, it's crazy because the genre is changing now. We are all borrowing each other's genres. So if you go to East Africa, you might get a lot of fans because they just like the way you deliver your vocals because maybe it just seems familiar, mm -hmm. you know? And um, as for the ability to get through the borders, I think the only issue is maybe like African artists getting access into Western countries because if I wanted to go to South Africa right now, I don't need a visa, right? It's visaless. No, you don't need a visa. You feel me? I can just go there. And, you know, I can work and, you know, play shows, move around city to city if I wanted to. I think it's just a mentality thing when it mm -hmm. comes to that because the continent is big and a lot of It's people, a lot bigger than anybody realizes. Yeah, it's huge. We have the largest population of young people. Mm -hmm. You should be out there spreading the gospel. I have plans, though. This year we're supposed to go to East Africa. We've been to Nigeria once, but we've never performed there. So, you know, it's heavily, heavily, like most of our plans are heavily set on Eastern, Southern, you know, mm -hmm. West Africa. Okay. You know, before even the West, because, you know, even though we acknowledge that it's, it's good to come out here and do shows, and there's a huge population of fans yep. on our side of things, too, that we yep. have to capitalize. So now, like, I mean, if anyone who's, like, trying to do that is listening, you should not just focus on home, man. Like, that's just the backwards thinking. Yep. Huge sound, huge environment. Go for it, you know? When the... uh they did a big uh, showcase, WizKid and Burner Boy, all those type. He was savage. Those people came over to Houston. And like I said, I listened to the beat in Legos sometimes online. And uh, they were actually running commercials for that Houston concert on the beat in Legos. Crazy. Knowing that there's all these Nigerians and people in the po you know population of Houston, that's probably what they're listening to. Yeah, you know, And they're listening to home. Nigerians are, are, are crazy. I admire that aspect of the way they handle things when it comes to their music because like even burner boy a lot of people don't know this then because they're surprised as to why he's such a good performer but it's experience burner mm -hmm. boy toured the whole of africa before like his first major debut show in the west so he was doing like a lot of little 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 shows in different cities around the and you build up some kind of experience and practice when you do something like that. So you're ready for any stage at some point. Uh, you know, like, it, it, I very much would encourage, like, a lot of people to, to pay their dues in that aspect, you know. I tell people here all the time, yeah. get in the van, man. Get out there. And I can't wait, because even coming out here and doing doing the, my first show, um, you know, two days ago, you know, mm -hmm. the crowd reaction actually surprised me. There were people singing along. They were vibing to that. Yeah. You know, it was it was, it was quite it was quite bizarre. Not that we wouldn't get that at home, but it's like you can you could see the natural reaction of people's faces. And I think that, you know, anyone would love to do that in fifty more cities. Look, I was excited. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know anything about you until I saw you perform. <laughs> and uh I didn't even know your name until right before you went. I found on the the RSVP it was like way at the bottom. It was like and a performance by yeah you know, and all this, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna see. And it was it was a great show. Thank you. But I wonder, tell me, how did y'all end up coming to South by? Where how did that get on your radar, and what made you come over here? I mean, for me, I, a lot of people, 
you know, who are now getting introduced to me, we don't know this, but I used to be a record producer first okay. before anything. So I wasn't actually giving people songs and, you know, we I was doing pretty good. But at some point I decided to switch over and be my own artist because I'm also a songwriter as well. And, you know, when you spend time as a producer around artists, you pick up a thing or two. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I realized very early on that even with my team that we have to hit the road early. We should not wait till, you know, I have plenty of followers and I'm now famous. No, let's hit the road when we, whenever we can. So a lot of meetings with execs and different people that you've met up, they always mention stuff like this. Even to my to my colleagues, they always, yeah, South by Southwest. But it passes through your ear, it goes out, you know, just psh, South by Southwest, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at some point we actually were like, no, let's, let's try and pursue some opportunities outside of Ghana that we could just go and showcase. It's not even about let's make money. No, let's just go and spread the word. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously South by Southwest, I've heard about it since I was like a kid. Damn. Yeah. So I was like, nah, that's one of the ones that we have to try and get in. And we got in the first year that we tried, which was last year. But we couldn't come because, you know, visa stuff and yep. just the proximity of the times and everything was just not, you know, it didn't seem like it would be worth it. And this year it came again. I'm working on a new project, working on new music. I'm ramping up much harder on releasing. So we said, you know what? Let's come out here and let's start going around. You know, because the thing about opportunities like this is that it always opens doors to like 20 more opportunities. So this trip was like very high up, you know, for us, you know, as a team, not even just like as me as an artist, as a team, you know, for us to come and establish one or two things here, it was very important that we come as big a festival as South by Southwest is, you know, just hold up a little billboard for ourselves mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. That's great, man. Yeah. I'm so happy to see you all over here for <laughs> real. It's a, big it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It's a nice city. I won't even lie. Very chill vibes, but you know, everyone here is nice. And uh I'm I'm even excited to make some music here. I won't even lie. Yeah. Hop in the studio, see Wagwan with Uche. You know, we've been thinking about it for a couple of days now. We might just make it happen soon. <laughs> Have you met any other artists out here? A couple, but you know, um, I love to meet more. I love to get in the studio with somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm very open to collaboration right now. I've worked on tons of music. I'm by myself, just me and Uche. So we're trying to just open it up to more, you know, people. See Wagwan. Yeah. Man, send that. Uh, make sure and keep that OG Ron C and DJ Hollygrove connection for sure. Yes, sir, they, man. A good connection to the streets here. It is funny because we were literally talking about how we used to listen to chopped and slopped stuff. What? Especially from DJ Screw. Yeah. Yeah. We used to, we really used to fuck with that. Like, we just chill and just, you know, hit one and just listen. So, wow. it's cool. They, he just pulling up here. I was like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's the next generation, hands down. He's the one who's really kept it alive, him and Michael Watts. That's mad. So, that's mad. RIP yeah. DJ Screw, man. Oh, man. The biggest tragedy. Yeah, man. Crazy. He missed all that. Oh, he, do, he does not know what he created. That's the saddest oh, part. Oh, that's the saddest part. No, that's wild. That's Did wild. you get the book, the DJ Screw biography? No, I haven't seen that. It's out. You need to get it while you're here, for right, sure. Right, right, right. Bad, bad, bad. University of Texas Press, probably, I guarantee you, they have a, a booth at the trade show at South by Southwest. Gnarly. You can probably go get it directly from yeah, them. man. I don't know. I don't know enough about him. I have to go check it out. The book is excellent. Yeah. I did a podcast with the author, too, about it. Oh, okay. Last year okay. in South by, actually. It came out a year ago. It's wild. And it's it's real good. Can't, 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 can't. For sure. Can. DJ Screw. 
Man, it's amazing to hear someone from any place else you know, have <laughs> uh, an understanding. I'm tapped in, I'm tapped in. Because every time I hear that slow down in a trap song, I've always wondered where that came from. So mm. when I found out it was him, I just went on, on like a rabbit hole. Listen, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is dope. Yeah, man. That's so dope, man. I'm really excited to just learn all this from you, man. So what do you got coming up next? What's the plan? So I said you're going to New York. Yeah, we're going, going to New home. York. Yep, yep, yep. For New York, it's mainly um, like we spoke about before, just making some connections in the industry. Mm-hmm. And also, sixty percent of my listeners are from the U.S. Most of that is from New York. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have to go and see what's happening, where people like my music, taking the city as well, but also meet with certain people that I have to meet. You know, there's a huge Ghanaian community there. Mm-hmm. Huge Ghanaian entertainment community there. So, and even just Afrobeats in general. So, it'd be it'd be unwise not to just pass by the city, see what's happening. Do you have happening. a performance or anything out there? Not yet. Not mm-hmm. yet. But I think we we might, you know, even even with the show two days ago, I met we met the organizer on the flight. Nice. And we made that happen. What? Exactly. Wow. <laughs> you feel me? So it, I don't know. It's possible something may happen. You know, I, I'm 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 very much open to the opportunity because New York is a dream of mine to just be there, to perform there. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what I want. Yeah. Let's uh yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna ask around a bit because a bunch of our New York folks will be coming in by tomorrow. Sick. And we can see if there's they know any opportunities. There's always something. Yeah. In yeah. fact, yeah I'm gonna I got a couple people we'll call. Oh, sure. say less. Say less for sure. Well, man, I really appreciate y'all coming down for your time and and waiting, hanging out with me for a while, man. I appreciate no, no just worries. getting to meet you guys and everything, man. It's really. I mean, it means the world to me, really, to connect more with the world. Absolutely. You know, that our little uh, lockdown and stuff was about the war. I enjoyed some of the chill parts of it, but that's my biggest nightmare imaginable, yeah. not being able to travel <laughs> and not being able to come see y'all, mm. go mm. to the show. Yeah, now we come out here now, too, so well, you'll be seeing a lot more of us, you know, for sure. For sure, we'll be coming out more often. I want to come back to South by Southwest next year for sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to it. So this is lit. This is lit. That's great, man. If people want to hear more, people want to get in touch with you both. Where's the best way? Okay, so my name is spelled Y U N G D three M Z Young Dems everywhere. It's spelled just like that. So if you want to get it, you know, you know what to do. And Uche, same here. Uche B. Uche underscore B. So the Uche is U-C-H-E underscore B everywhere as well. Already. All right. Well, man, I appreciate y'all so much. You don't even know, man. I appreciate all y'all for listening. Please tell a friend to tell a friend. Talk So Real with Matt Sanzala. It's available on all your favorite audio streaming platforms. Definitely uh, let me know what you think of this one, and hopefully we can revisit at least by next year, South By. We'll do part two. Y'all take care.